This is the weekly update with FaithWorks Wessex. Some of you may have been following the uh, uh, the bill going through the House of Commons about uh, domestic abuse and a uh, really significant bill to, uh, to to really helping those who are victims of domestic violence. And it was interesting because we were just talking uh, this last week that the numbers, when I was on last week, we were talking about the homelessness and rough sleeping and actually the numbers of people uh, coming onto the street or getting into homelessness from domestic violence is, is starting to grow again, which is really sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had a really lovely story over at the food bank about a lady who uh, had been uh, suffering a violent situation for 10 years and uh, was placed into emergency accommodation just almost with the clothes she was just standing up with. But it, the, the, the lovely thing is that the food bank were able to give her food, but also to give her the emotional support to go and find those places where she could get help, but doing it in a, um, in a really low-key way so that she felt uh, supported and, and not embarrassed by her situation. Um, and the great thing is she's now volunteering down at the food bank, and so she's able to uh, give confidence to others who are in similar situations, which is it, it, that, that confidence to be able to ask for help is, is something that you know we're noticing more and more as people... Um, just picking up another figure that came out this week with 50,000 people on furlough in BCP area. Uh, and, of course, as we know, some of those those situations may mean that they don't have a job to go back to. Um, and uh, for some of them, that might be the first time they've been in that sort of situation. So knowing where to go, knowing where to find help, I think is uh, something that all of us probably need to get up to speed with so that we can help those, our friends and family, who get into that situation. Um, I was going to mention the uh, uh, the Citizens of Feist gang, the, the fabulous people over there. We've been working with them and Shelter to and the council to get a, a single point of contact for people to find finance help, maybe housing help, maybe debt advice, uh, benefits, anything that they need to know around that whole area of, of financial support. And this is a single number now, which is an 01202 number, uh, 985104. And it just means that people don't have to try and remember, oh, gosh, who, who should I go to? But actually they know that there's, if you, you ring that number, people will, will talk through your situation and actually help you find the right support that you need. I mean, one of the great things uh, throughout this sort of lockdown period, Alistair, has been the coming together of, of agencies, you know, the voluntary and statutory sector. I guess it's going to be as important coming out the other side, you know, in getting sort of back to some form of normality, whatever that might be, and also dealing with some of these emerging uh, situations, that, you know, like the domestic abuse you've mentioned. Unemployment, of course, is going to be, uh, you know, another big issue, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, you really are singing my tune, Blake. It's been one of the most extraordinary things to see coming out of this is that uh, we we have um, a little weekly weekly session or bi-weekly session with. Uh, with a whole group of people to talk about food access, you know, just making sure that everybody has sufficient food, whether it's hot food or, or access to fresh food. And each time we meet, we have sort of, we've got about 100 people on a main list now. And it's not just the big stat- statutory agencies or some of the big charities, but actually it's little groups who are working across the conurbation to do their bit, but now actually starting to be linked in because 
Um, I, I, obviously, we need we need government and we need local government to, to set the big picture. But actually, going on from here, particularly as things get difficult financially, we're going to need those little community groups, those little down your street groups, to still keep going. People really put their hands up, didn't they, and, and did the sort of the WhatsApp group in their street and checking their neighbours okay and so on. Uh, that's really it's going to have to continue, I think, because. Um, there's going to be new pressures, even if we don't have another health spike, there's going to be new pressures around the economy that are going to mean it's still going to be really tough for people. Indeed, it may get tougher over these coming days. It's not, not to be a, a doom merchant, but I think we need to be realistic about it. Um, uh, and, and, but the, the great thing is, because we've got now that community spirit there, we, we can't go back to anything uh, without that. Uh, that's going to be so important. Um, Alistair, my son works for a Crisis in London. And yeah. um, uh, he, he told me uh, last week about the uh, issue of the government putting money uh, into a pot, uh, which was to try and help uh, house uh, the people that may have been released from uh, accommodation in hotels and would have normally ended up back on the streets. Uh, but yeah. they're, they're using that money to invest to try and get them uh, into some sort of proper housing do you want to unpack what that means in the bcp area what do you think will happen yes well it, it, it was a really helpful announcement ian um it's 105 million quid uh, extra to try and make sure this happens so so we've had oh, uh, over 300 people now who moved into temporary temporary accommodation because they were either rough sleeping or really on the edge of on the edge of that they may have been you know, they may have had a, a live-in landlord, so they may just have been sleeping on someone's sofa, and um, uh, and that had to come to an end when COVID hit, and so on. So, so there's been a lot of people in temporary accommodation, and it's such an opportunity, and everybody was beginning to recognise such an opportunity not to go back to the numbers of rough sleepers that we saw previously. So, um, here locally, that's um, the the local council have put in a plan to central government to say, look, this is how we could uh, move these, uh, help these people move on into more secure accommodation, whether that be into private rented or for some who have a lot of complex needs into housing first provision, which is a specialist provision, um, and, and also to make sure that they have the support in there because one of the things that you know, we, we know from our work here at FaithWorks and with the churches, when, when SleepSafe is on, actually it's great finding someone accommodation. It's even better if you can put people alongside them just to provide that little bit of support and encouragement and motivation to keep going. So the, the, that plan has gone into central government, uh, waiting to see whether, what, what that means coming back. But in the meantime, this, uh, the, the homelessness partnership is working together to help uh, move people on. So uh, already I think 40 or 50 people have made it into the next stage of accommodation. So they're now more secure and not just in emergency accommodation. And uh, our prayer and our hope is that all of the people who were, who were brought in um, at the COVID time can find somewhere more secure and get the other help and support and wraparound that they need uh, to make a really successful transition. So it, it's potentially great news. We need to pray that, um, that that money comes through and also that we can find really creative ways of finding, uh, finding places for them. Uh, I mean, we're, we're just thinking here of FaithWorks. We've, uh, we've linked in with Hope Into Action, who are a national charity, and uh, they help churches find houses um, or invest in houses and then uh, which can be used for that move on accommodation. So we're, we're even today we're out on the street um, looking for our first house 
Uh, we've got a few viewings today. Mm-hmm. And if uh, others want to invest in that way, then uh, it, what a great thing that would be to have sort of the churches putting together three or four or five houses to help with this uh, with this onward move. And finally, Alistair, I suppose I ought to ask you, because obviously the, we saw weddings plastered all over the newspapers uh, at the weekend, and some of the churches have begun, uh, albeit slowly, to, to, to start worship services again, albeit also in a, in a different way. Yes. Yes, I, I mean, I heard a lovely story from St. James's down in, in Poole Town Centre where they, um, uh, they had a service outdoors. They've got a, a big enough space there to, be, uh, to have a socially distanced service outdoors. Uh, sort of 30 or 40 people came along to that. And I think that's what this uh, church is going to take, isn't it? Quite a bit of creativity because uh, <laughs> the rules are still pretty, pretty tight. And I know that, uh, that means some churches will find it difficult to open. But uh, maybe we'll see more outdoor worship back you know taking us back to the the whole start of the church maybe um, in a in uh, in a different era but uh, maybe that wouldn't be a bad thing during the summer to see some outdoor worship so uh, well done to st james's and others who managed to be doing that a great note uh, to finish on Asa, thanks for me and talk to you again next week yeah take care everybody bye-bye this is the weekly update with faithworks wessex